This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Today's podcast is going to be something a little more interesting than the average uh, news story, you might say. You know, not quite as tantalizing as uh, 155-year-old Nancy Pelosi running for election again. Certainly not as dramatic as Obama's uh, gay lover. I'm no Tucker Carlson here. And certainly not as interesting as Michael coming out and running for president. Um, listen, first of all, on those stories, all joking aside, there's a risk of that backfiring. I'm not going to get too into it today. I want to talk about some other things. Uh, what am I trying to say to you? Well, I have some uh, topics that are a little bit deeper on the philosophical scale. Don't worry. I'm not going to get too philosophical with you. I'm not feeling very philosophical, so we'll keep it easy. But I think these are important things to talk about. Uh, and mainly in this regard, um, I want to talk about this story going around, ban the ADL. Um, and there's two sides to that, uh, just like the, the gay lover story. You know, there's people, you know, pumping their fists, ban the, that's right. That, what, what's the guy's name, the Jonathan Goldblatt or whatever? You know, take, take him out at the knees, uh, because he's taking people out and, you know, the drama goes on. But I want to say to you that, that some of this, um, it crosses a bit of a Rubicon. And I would caution you uh, not to jump on these bandwagons too quickly. Uh, karma, uh, whatever you want to define that, divine intervention, um, I just say to you, be wise in understanding what you're dealing with. And and I don't say that to, oh, you know, I'm not one of these people. And just to be right, and, and let, me, let me get my thought out a second. When you hear me stammering around, it's because I'm taking a little bit more seriously than the average day what I'm trying to say, and or I'm still kind of figuring it out as I say it, which is very dangerous, especially in this situation. And I thought about making some notes, um, but I decided that I was going to give you my authentic self as, as risky as that can be. Good God. Let me pause this and make some notes now that I think about it. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to give you my truthful self. If you disagree, I'd love to hear from you, and, and maybe it would spark uh, a debate. Anyway, uh, regarding this ban the ADL story, um, I, I don't want to give you rhetoric. I don't think it's a topic that is appropriate for rhetoric. I think it is deserving of a conversation for uh, basically for, for reasons of peace. I'm going to tell you, uh, just put it right out there. We as Christians, we as Americans, we as a human race, we as good God-fearing people do not need to be at war with ourselves, including the Jewish community. I'm not, um, I'm not pro-Jewish, but I'm not anti-Jewish. I'm not anti-Semitic, but I was at a, um, a banquet dinner last week, and it was a Jewish organization that's very pro-Israel. 
and the reason that I was there. The, um, the guest of honor was the editor of the Washington Free Beacon. Uh, so I got an opportunity to hear him speak. Fascinating, really. I had no idea it was a Jewish guy. And, and just to hit that on the head, I, mean, I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about something else. I'm getting sucked into this. Um, I'm, I'm at this pro-Jewish event. Uh, they're very patriotic, this group. Very patriotic about America. And very spiritual about their Jewish homeland. As their ancestry and their spiritual belonging, they feel, lies there. And this strong feeling that America needs to support that. Do I agree? Well, I'm, I'm an American first. I'm not Jewish. All right, so I have to start there. And, and I've said this with other things. Uh, Black Lives Matter, gay rights. I'm not gay. I'm not black. It's not my cause. Um, and quite frankly... If we're going to form groups to ensure the, the sovereignty, if you will, of our own ethnic groups, which happens naturally, uh, specifically through religion, religion and ethnicity kind of run together, that there's naturally these groups that, that form to lobby for their groups. So if the Jews are lobbying, I don't really like to say that like that, the Jewish people are lobbying for Jewish causes, why would I not then lobby for Protestant causes? Does it somehow make me anti-Jewish? And this is where the, 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 the problem comes into play. I have no problem with this group lobbying for support of Israel. And I do support them to the extent that I was at the event. I paid $250 for the seed. And I was there. My friend was getting an award. It was the main reason I participated. But yes, I supported the organization to that extent. I didn't go any further. I don't intend to. But I supported it. I don't get in the way of what they're doing. Some people... I think in the ADL circles, I'll say, would still label me as anti-Semitic. So you're either, you know, for us or you're against us. I'm for Israel to the extent that I agree that there should be the preservation of the right to exercise religion around the world. I think we better start here, making sure that what happened with the uh, COVID lies and church lockdowns never happens again. And, and a bigger thing that bothers me that leaves me a little conflicted with the ADL is that um, it's become so anti-Christian, anti-white. I'll give you a, um, a real close example of that. The Josh Shapiro governor campaign. Josh Shapiro... By the way, I think is doing a pretty good job as governor, I'll just say it. Great job, no. Are there some things that bother me? Yes. Uh, they just pulled funding for pro-life centers, but they'll fund abortion centers. Very disturbing to me. Um, and, and there's a great example of what I think we don't want to do. 
Josh Shapiro and, and many Jewish people are on the on the pro-abortion side. And not only are they on the pro-abortion side, I would say that they're on the anti-right-to-life side, such as what the governor's doing. You can have abortion centers. Why wouldn't you offer the pregnancy centers? Why would they stop the funding for that? You know, that, that that's the unfair part, in my opinion. And that's where people start to get upset. But, but here's where the problem becomes, and I want to just put this out there, too. And I could use the media as an example, too. Now, let's use the media or government. I see these memes going around where they'll say, look at the, how many the, 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 the Jewish people are controlling the media. Jewish people are controlling banking. Uh, Jewish people are controlling this or diamonds. I don't know. I've read about it. I don't really know firsthand, but it's like all the diamonds are moved by Hasidic Jews. Why? It's the only people that they trust to do it, which is pretty phenomenal in itself. <laughs> you know, you can't say these things anymore. It's racist. But when I was growing up, I'd say, you know what? Uh, you, you want you want your doctor? And your meats to be Jewish. <laughs> there was something else I'm forgetting. I think maybe your salt. I forget. Your doctor, your lawyer, your meats. You want to be Jewish, okay? You, you want an accountant? <laughs> Get an Asian. Oh, it's just you can't say these things anymore. I don't know what you if you want if you want a, um, somebody to make fun of. Get a white person, right? Can't say these things anymore. Anyway. Um, that you see these memes, oh, the, the Jew, Jewish people are controlling the media and they're silencing people. Uh, while it is true that there are Jewish people that are participating in that, uh, there is no connection between the Jewish ethnic religious nation, state of people, group of people, whatever you want to define that, um, and, and uh, this... Uh, institutional desire to stop free speech. And I saw evidence of that at the meeting that I was at last week. They're very pro-free speech. It specifically talked about it. Even the people that say vile things to them. And I want to tell you something else that was an eye-opener to me at the meeting. The things that were shared that their perspective as Jewish people, how they're treated by non-Jews, heard the term uh, Jew boy thrown out there and penny jokes they talked about and these utterances this disdain for Jewish people I don't get it I've seen it firsthand. I think there's a cultural difference Jewish people um, in some cases um, you know, do well financially let me finish my thought though you want to say, oh, well, the, the Jews are stopping free speech. This is the, the claim out there. There's no connection. There's Jewish people involved in these, in these problems like Mark Zuckerberg. But I, I've said this before, that is in spite of being Jewish. If you're going to make that argument, if you're going to say, you know, 30% of these media executives are Jewish. The, the problem is the Jews. 
What about the 70% who aren't Jewish? <laughs> no, they're not part of the problem? You know, how about, I've seen this, you know, Biden's advisors are all Jewish, but he's not. <laughs> you know, what are you doing? Is doing the beholding of the Jewish people? I and mean, somebody that make that argument. I'm as upset with the, the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world as anybody. I don't blame it on them being Jewish. I say in spite of being Jewish, and I believe that, quite frankly, I think that they're atheist Jews. I think that's where the um, confusion comes. And the same for Christians, by the way. I, I used this analogy before. When, when, the, when you're having a problem with the priests uh, and, and their conduct around children, I mean, you know, we didn't blame Jesus Christ. We didn't blame, blame Christianity. Oh, some people have. Some people have, and some of them are Jewish. Because it goes both directions. We cannot fall for that. I meant what I said. We do not need this, this division between Jews and Christians that's being waged is not good for anybody. We don't need to or want to go there. We need to talk about how unified we are with Jewish people. And I say that to you, coming to you as somebody who I just told you, I'm not Mr. Pro-Jewish person. I'm not anti. I'm, I'm for the Jewish people. I'm for all people. I really am. It's not my cause. Also, I've said this openly. People say we're a Judeo-Christian country. No, we're not. That's not codified anywhere. I don't know that that's been been accurately stated for, in any way. People reflect, you know, people saying, "No, we're a Judeo." No, we're not. I need defining that. Absolutely untrue. I, I wanted to do some research on this. Here's an interesting one for you. Maybe somebody can help me. I'd like be interested to find out about the Jewish people that were involved in the founding of this country. I'm not aware of a single story. Not to say that it doesn't exist. I don't know. But I'm not aware of any. But either way, this is not a Judeo-Christian country. This country was born on the foundation of Protestant reformist values. And if you're a Catholic, you may not like that. If you're a Jewish person, you might not like that. And if you're a different religion, you might like that. What I would say to you, in terms of uh, governing principles that the foundation developed by the Protestant reformists, by far the most fairest way to govern. Just my opinion. Don't take my word for it. Look at the results. Look at look at the real tangible progress around the world that happened as a result of the American Constitution. What happened? They want to blame it on capitalism. No, it wasn't capitalism that's destroying it. It's fiat money that's destroying it. It's always the case. The rise and fall of societies, and maybe that's how the the Bible can so easily predict it. Usury. It, it's what destroys a society at the end of the day. If you look at the Bible, from the very beginning of the Torah, we share those four books. Don't ever forget that. That book, Those four books lay the foundation. You want to put your all of your eggs in the basket of the gospel. You don't have a gospel without the Torah, my friend. So you can't have one without the other. We share those books. Always important to remember that. But the values in the legal system of the country, the Constitution, is not based on uh, the, the law in the way of the Old Testament. 
And, and but even in that regard, it is. But there's, we have this forgiveness that's been added. And I want to talk about that a second because I think it's central to this conversation. I'm asking you. I don't really have an opinion about this. And this, this is very sensitive for some people. And, and just to lay the foundation for this before I get too deep into it, my mother was a big studier of, uh, you know, we're, we're heavily German, Austrian, German, Italian, myself with the Austrian, not my mother. My mother was German and Italian. Um, and my mother heavily, uh, my, and my grandfather fled Germany, fled the Nazis to come here and didn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, so my mother had this uh, very much a fascination with this history. And very much my mother had this never forget message that we as Germans don't ever forget that this happened. Don't ever allow it to happen again. This was the commitment. And I do agree. It was how I was raised. At the same time, I'm wondering if it's turning into something more as a weapon and this is where I come back to the forgiveness. Myself as a German and, you know, the Jewish person of today, what debt do I have to you? How long am I expected to carry that? I don't believe that I have any. So let's stop acting like I do. Is it time to forgive and forget? Maybe we say forgive and remember. Maybe there's time for a new perspective on that. But uh, you understand what I'm saying? And I think it's the basis of what the ADL does. And and by the way, this uh, what started this conversation, there was a, I should have said this in the beginning, right, for people who don't know. Elon Musk and uh, the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, Got into a little spat. Um, the ADL wants more censorship controls at Twitter. Um, Elon fought back, goes public, and suddenly hashtag ban the ADL goes trending. Um, I don't like what the ADL has been doing. I would say it's uh, overreaching to say the least. You'll see, Elon's talking about potentially suing them. Interesting. I think what the ADL, like the Southern Poverty Law Center, has become an enemy of our country. And I think an enemy of the Jewish people as a result of that. At the same time, uh, I don't think you can ban the ADL any more than you can ban the Catholic Church. And I think that for the people saying that, you, you're no better than, than the ones you're pointing the finger at yourself. That's just my feeling on it. Anyway, I was going to go in a whole different order here. I tell you, I don't script the show. I mean it. I just speak naturally. And I thought it was a topic worth uh, speaking about. I, I get a little conflicted um, in terms of our support of Israel and the Jewish people. You know, what do we, what do we owe them? Um, you know, Trump has come truly with this nationalist perspective, but... You know, does that mean that we're absent on the world scene? I, I, I don't know that anybody's said that, really. I don't know that we have to be. So, uh, and, and there's a real threat to Israel uh, from these Muslim countries. And, um, man, you, you think that, you know, in this modern era that the governments and the leadership 
um, have control of things and they're going to do the right thing. And, uh, man, you, you can't imagine the whack jobs that are running our government. And, you know, I know somebody listening right now is, you know, is anti-Trump, right? So it's fine. You know, I look at, uh, like, Pelosi rerunning. Do you see that? I'm like, this lady's not coherent. Um, Biden, not coherent. I'm not trying to pick on Democrats. Look at, um, what's his name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank now his name. From, uh, was it uh, South Carolina? What the heck's his name? Mitch McConnell. Not coherent. How do you, how, it's like I saw somebody posted something like, uh, our government's become the largest um, geriatric mental health ward. Jesus, God. I, we need a different election system that these people keep getting in office. Something's wrong. Um, I just keep talking. I lost track of. I have no no rhythm to this rhyme. Let me just keep feeding you the stories here. Uh, this just made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. The photograph is disturbing. Bush, Obama, Bush Jr., Clinton, and Jimmy Carter. This is photoshopped. They got me. I thought it was a real photo. This is put together. But it's still disturbing. Presidential libraries for multiple U.S. presidents have written a joint statement for the first time to warn about the state of American democracy. And they go on. Um, I could read it to you, but it's just sounds like it came from a presidential library. Here, let me give you the opening part. You let me know if you want me to continue. The unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as stated in the Declaration of Independence are principles that bind us together as Americans. They've enabled the United States to strive towards a more perfect union, even when we have not always lived up to those ideals. Here's this apologetic crap. I can't go any further. Hold on. Let me give you the reality of this message. That's what this podcast is about. You don't have to agree with me. It's just my opinion, okay? As long as we're still allowed to freely give our opinions, I don't know how much longer that's going to last, quite frankly. But here's what I see coming out of this, all right? Five, six years of doing this podcast, heavily invested in the news every single day. What do I take from this letter? They want you to believe that the threat to democracy is Donald Trump. Uh, there was a Twitter post by um, some big left-wing loony guy. I forget who now. It doesn't really matter. He said the only way to save our democracy in 2024 is for Trump to be in jail and no third-party candidate. Now, listen to that statement a second. What, wait a minute. What do you mean? What, what third-party candidate? Was, is he talking about Michelle Obama? What, what's, what's he talking about? What, no threat to Biden. So listen to the, the to the what the, the actual saying, these supposed pro democracy. As you know, we live in a republic, not a democracy. But this they is the democracy. The people choose from only one choice: Biden. That's what he's saying. Trump needs to be in jail. No third party candidate. What's left? Biden, or maybe the powers to be will. Consider your complaints and provide you with a different Democrat candidate that they choose. 
But you have one choice either way. What the hell kind of democracy is that? So, it sounded to me that that tweet sounded very much like a, a rallying cry or a dog whistle, if you may. Um, so, what do I read out of this presidential library's joint statement warning on democracy? That they want you to infer, because of all the other subliminal messages you've been fed, orange man bad, 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 threat to democracy, all the presidents agree, maybe I should just vote for Biden then. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what they're really saying. That if the people don't go along with the selected choice, that they will invoke martial law. <laughs> Chris, you conspiracy theorist. I just sounded like Alex Jones in one little statement. Right off the reservation, there I went. Okay, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I keep telling you that they will do whatever it takes to make sure that Trump gets in office. He is an existential threat to the existence of who? Um, The liberal media that's already dying. Look at what's happening in Hollywood. It's falling apart. They're not currently creating any new TV content. Let that settle in. It's over. It's done. They're not creating any new content, and nobody even cares. Nobody's even talking about it, except for me, just because it's kind of funny. Not really funny. Um, so, you know, do I mean that the, you know, five horsemen are going to come out and, uh, out of their dead presidencies and, and sign a declaration of martial law? No, I'm saying whether it's COVID or, uh, Trump's airplane having an unfortunate mishap, um, (laughs) I think they would stop at nothing. I would say to you, they can't kill him. It would be too obvious. I'm going to say the desperation is going to settle in quickly. Look, I said to you they can't bring back COVID, they can't bring back Black Lives Matter, and they did. And they both failed miserably before they even got started. People are plainly seeing with complete disgust, with great unification, black, white, Jew, non-Jew, everybody agrees we're being lied to, manipulated. And that's a real threat to the machine. People see how fake the media is. I saw an NPR article. This variant different than the others. Oh, really? How much is Pfizer pumping into NPR? People are worried about the government supporting it. You know, look at the money that the government gives to Pfizer and how much Pfizer gives to, to NPR that they get to control the message. No, I don't think that they'll just do an open, sorry, you're not voting the way we want. Here's martial law. They'll bring back lantern flies. False natural disasters, start a war, whatever it takes. They have to. They have to. The global machine, I think if you look into it, the, the economically Europe, it sounds like is really far gone, financially speaking. The United States, who knows where we, you know, we might be ahead of them, I don't know. Um, a couple of other little stories here I want to share with you, and I'm going to get out of here. Um, American Airlines flight allegedly had a hidden camera in the bathroom. They're saying that this male flight attendant thought it was odd. A young woman went to use it. He stepped in and said, I just have to wash my hands real quick. Pops right back out. Apparently she saw the camera, warned others. He gets taken off the airplane. For the love of God, (laughs) 
I say, how much worse could flying get? How much, how much I worry about my daughter. I'm like, everywhere, there's a predator around every corner. This is hilarious. Uh, Philadelphia spent $24 million in government funds to buy 24 electric buses. None of them are running. The batteries failed. The company went bankrupt. Great job, Biden. We've talked about this. Maryland Public School reinstates COVID mask requirements. How can they do this? Where does it end? Where does it end? Uh, suppose there's a shooting epidemic, what they say, or an emergency. Should we require bulletproof vests, helmets? Where does it end? Did you see this Liberty Safe story? The, um, let me give you the story real quick for those of you that don't know. A guy who was somehow tied up with January 6th, just now, years later, they go to arrest him on a federal warrant, presumably. Somehow they know that he has um, uh, guns, firearms, and they also know that he has a Liberty Safe. Nobody's asking how they knew that in advance. But they contacted Liberty Safe, and Liberty Safe gave them a master code to open it without a warrant. Then it comes up supposedly that Liberty Safe has committed money to anti gun um, politicians and so forth. So, uh, number one, I hope somebody listening maybe can, can take this and run with it. Uh, number one, I see a class action lawsuit. Every one of those Liberty Safe owners, in my opinion, is entitled to a refund. How's a, a safe? <laughs> And there's a master code that's floating around publicly. They gave it to the police. That master code didn't go away. So now these cops know about it. Every cop that was there now knows the Liberty Safe master code. It's not safe at all. And they go, oh, we have a new policy now. We won't just give it out. No, it's too late. You just gave it out. You don't think that that spread like wildfire? <laughs> Unreal, really. You know what's even more unreal to me? I know some of you are going to push back on this. Oh, and I know some of you very well, too. I know it's going to be calling me. You idiots are buying safes with digital locks, and you think that they're secure. And they're not. By the way, what makes you think the feds wouldn't just blow the thing open or whatever they got to do? They're there on a warrant. They're going to take it. I don't know. Anyway, Liberty Safe, um, not safe at all, in my opinion. Company uh, will likely cease to exist if I had to guess. Um, this is interesting uh, on a couple of fronts. Three quick things to leave you with. Uh, four Russian-occupied regions in Ukraine, this is how CNN defines it. Russia would call it Russia. But these four areas of Ukraine that are now held by Russia are holding elections. That's not happening in the rest of Ukraine. To me, that's an indication of who's on the right side of this. Albeit not the perfect side, the more right side. Then there's this from U.S. News. First I've seen of this. So this is all big stuff that happened last week. The gay Obama direct finger-pointing Better be careful with it. I see Trump hasn't brought it up. Obama's not running. Obama's not running. You say, well, he's the one running. He's not running. Do not be distracted. And as much as you want to say, oh, it's gay and it's bad, there's a lot of people that aren't going to look at it like that. Um, but either way, blood has been drawn. Biden, publicly, news headlines, public support for Biden not there. CNN being one of them reporting this. 
openly, you know. So while you have these, you know, staunch leftist loonies saying, oh, we need to be behind the Democrat choice, whoever it is, there can't be any other choice. Uh, people are saying otherwise, let alone that RFK is not going away. Oh, I, I failed to mention this. This third-party candidate, who are they talking about? They're talking about RFK. So basically they're saying openly, A, Trump needs to be in jail and RFK needs to uh, shoo-shoo. Ow. <laughs> and neither RFK or Trump are agreeing to that. Big news. But so's this headline. First time I've seen this. Ukraine in, quote, deep trouble. Wow. As they just dropped off another billion dollars. I told you the Ukrainian people were going to get screwed. Russia's holding elections. Ukraine's holding on for dear life. On life support. Scraping by on a couple of billion bucks from the United States. Meanwhile, listen to this. I'll leave you with this story. There's problems at home. Big problems brewing. Did you hear Mayor Adams from New York City come out? Talking about the migrants and how it's destroying the city. And he doesn't see it ending. People aren't listening. You know, what, you remember when the Marine uh, officer, what was his name? He came out after Afghanistan. He's like, I'm speaking up about the fair leadership. And then he just disappeared. Remember that? Court-martialed and <whistles> evaporated. Mayor Adams, he's going to evaporate soon, too. But still, people aren't listening. I got it when they didn't listen to the Marine. Yep, I get it. Everybody hates us. They hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. Get it? Anyway, um, I, that was my four-year-old inner self coming out there. Um, Mayor Adams, he's done. He's speaking the truth. What the hell is he thinking? I don't talk like that anymore. Destroying New York City. Listen to this. It doesn't end there. We're going to get it at both ends. Nevada's largest school district facing... Thousands of staffing shortages for the school year. Classroom sizes 30 and 40. Who's filling up those classrooms in Nevada, do you think, making lives miserable for the teachers? They have firsthand accounts in here. This is from the liberal media reporting this. Not enough teachers. They're not white kids, my friend. They're not white Christians, I'll tell you that. As much as you want to blame the problems on the straight white males, this one's of a different variety, I say to you. And you think that it's just some kind of, the government's just this magic box that you say, I am here for public school and, and the law says you must deliver. Well, there's one problem when the teachers don't show up, when you just don't have them. Hey, God willing, I'll be back on Wednesday. I got some big stories for you for the rest of the week. You don't want to miss it. I hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.